Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I coach and help hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical, and ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. The Save My Catholic Marriage Minute is the theme for the next couple of more weeks, um, and we are going to really rock this today. I've got a really great subject, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. But just so you know, the Catholic Alpha Marriage Minute is for you if your marriage has little or no emotional closeness, your wife has asked for divorce or separation, your wife has left the home or you are separated, your wife is in the home, but you are in separate bedrooms. Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> your marriage is just plain boring or it has no passion. You engage in the marital embrace less than weekly or severe less than once a month. You are divorced but didn't want it. Also, this Save My Catholic Marriage Minute is for you if your marriage is mediocre, it's lackluster, you know, you guys are roommates just going along, getting along. Please don't stand for this any longer. Do not stand for this. Listen to these clues. Call and ask questions. Be proactive as a man and get help. So in this 60-second episode, I ask, what are the clues your wife may want a divorce? or want to leave you, okay? Clue number 24, plus live calls answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in the queue, because I've helped hundreds of men. It's starting to get up to a lot more than that, but <laughs> well, we'll stay at the hundreds right now. Um, and because I've helped them, and now I want to help you. So please try your best to embrace what we're talking about on these shows. Um, and then when it gets good, you know, you, when you know you have a question um, then that you that's 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 in your marriage that you really need help solving, call me and I'll help you. You know, it doesn't matter if you are married for uh, fifty years or married for one year. Matter of fact, man, I have had the 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 least amount person that I've had in my that I've talked to um, in my program. They were married six months, six months, and already in marriage crisis. She had already asked for a divorce. She had already moved out. She had already, <laughs> you know, you know the drill by now. Six months, so. You know, that's just think about that. Um, also, you know, th this is this is good because if your marriage is lackluster or boring, it just means that you got some work to do. It's not over yet. 
the main thing, the best advice that I can give you is do not wait until your marriage enters marriage crisis before you open your eyes and see what's going on. That's what this whole series of clues is about. Matter of fact, I did a video on Facebook last year, and I named it the 30 Clues Your Wife May Want a Divorce. Man, it got like 10,000 views. <laughs> People was watching that, boy. And it's long, too. It's not short. It's like 30 minutes. They was watching that video. So that's what made me decide I want to bring this to you and bring this to the podcast um, and bring it live. Uh, because it really will help you if you really try. And the main thing is don't wait until you're in marriage crisis. Don't wait. Don't wait till you're not making love. Don't wait till you're not talking. Don't wait till she's avoiding you. Don't wait until, you know, you guys are in separate bedrooms. Just don't wait. Don't wait till you're not hugging and kissing each other anymore. Be proactive as a man, please, okay? So get in the queue. Get in the queue, man. Call 313-RADICAL. That's 313 313- 723-4225, or you can call on your browser if you want to by calling. Um, it's called the, the Earl is calling studio. That's call in studio.com slash radical one. Don't wait. Get in the queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. The quote of the day, baby. The quote of the day. This is like my favorite, one of my favorite segments that I've done all since I've been doing my podcast. I just like it. I love it. I love it. I love, um, if you haven't noticed, we are going through the book Three to Get Married by Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. I'm pulling quotes. I'm going page by page because this book is one of the greatest books ever written on marriage. It's a tough read because it's deep. It, 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 as you see these quotes, man, they are deep. And you're probably saying, Jerry, can you read that quote again? Because I missed this part. <laughs> uh, I used to, I still recommend the guys in the, my program read it. Um, but I, I will, I, it was, it's, it's a little, it's a little tough read. A lot of them get through it. A lot of them don't. And so I, I, I have to, you know, sometimes you have to weigh, is there another book that could be just as helpful or what we're trying to accomplish? So I ask them to read it, but I don't make it mandatory that they read it. But this book is one of the greatest books written on marriage. If you don't have it, man, I got a hard copy, man. That book was written in the 1950s. And if you get it, you will not regret it. It's one of those books, man. That's why the Catholic faith in the, is so deep, baby. That's why it's so deep. It's so deep, man. And this book, when you start reading it on marriage, basically it's called Three to Get Married, which is Three to Get Married is God, you, and your wife. That's the bomb. So when you read it, like when I'm reading it, man, I'll be like, man, I'm reading it. I read a paragraph. The reason it takes so long to read is because the stuff he's saying is so profound and deep. You have to reread the paragraph like three or four times <laughs> before you completely get it, you know. So let's go ahead and get this. The quote of the day, quote. Sacred scripture tells us that before the fall, Adam and Eve were naked, but not ashamed. They were naked and not ashamed because the passions were completely subject to reason. And there was not yet in the human body a tendency on the part of the passions to rebel against reason. The nakedness without shame was due in part to that inner spiritual perfection. It is a well-attested fact that those people who are most impoverished in their souls try to cover up this inner destitution by extreme luxury on the outside. The more naked the soul that is, the more devoid of virtue, the greater the need of the body to give the appearance of possession through fantastic dress, display, and ostentation. The more the soul is clothed with virtue, the less is the need of outer compensation. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion.
All right. All right. So we are back. And so we're going to hit some, uh, going to hit this question real quick that um, I've been thinking about. Like, how do we, before we get into, well, this is part of the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute, you know, content, but, you know, how to obtain peace in your home as a man. Now, I want to say real quick that you never can have total peace. Why? Because the total peace only comes through the Trinity, only through God and the, and the, um, and being with him in the beatific vision. So, wow, that's why a lot of men feel this gut, this hole in their gut that, that we can't get rid of um, because we don't really know where it's at. Those who are atheists and people who don't believe or people who don't practice the Christian faith the way they're supposed to, they don't understand that. They don't understand that that gut, that empty gut, and your that empty feeling in your gut that's always pulling you and pulling you is what is pulling you towards God, towards the infinite. And so, this is why people, men that are Orthodox Catholic, that really understand their faith and really are in prayer and deep prayer all the time, every day, they start to understand that hole gets to get starts to be filled. The hole can never be completely filled, but the hole can draw you towards God, and He will help you um, get that peace that you're that inner peace that you're looking for. And also, as Father Ripperker says, you know, it goes with the state of your life too. Um, the state of your life is important. You know, you can't. You know, God is not going to expect you to pray four hours a day when you know you got. A, you got to go to work eight to 12 hours a day. You got a wife and you got a children. You got, you know, you got, you got to make love to your wife. You got to give her attention. You can't neglect her. You got to go to your skit sporting events. You got to go to school. Um, you also have to have, pl- uh, you know, relaxation time, vacations and stuff. So no, but men, most people don't understand in the faith. The faith is called, it's called the state of life, the state of life. So the state of life means God does not expect from you certain things when your life, when you your 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 vocation is marriage or your vocation is a priest or you're single or you're retired. All these things have are God has different expectations for you. Okay. But don't get it twisted. You must pray because um uh St. Thomas Aquinas says, if you do not pray, you will not go to heaven. That's why the Catholic Church is the bomb right there. Because <laughs> there's no Protestant church that you go to that's going to say that. Because they really don't know. Um, and so this is why um, I try to teach guys the, the Catholic faith is the fullness of the Christian faith. The fullness of it, which means what? 2,000 years of tradition Remember, there's sacred tradition and there's sacred scripture. The problem most people have is they think the Bible is the one and the only thing. Well, that's not true. Christ didn't say that. Christ didn't say, hey, read this book and everything in it is 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 completely what's what's the you don't go against it or not. You can't do that because the Bible wasn't even around for the first what hundred years or something. Somebody can uh can comment and let me know that. But I'm not sure, but I know this that when Christ, you know, the Bible wasn't around when Christ was around. The Bible wasn't, after Christ died, the Bible wasn't around. So that's why you had the church, the apostles. The apostles were the church. And so they created tradition. And tradition is called sacred tradition. And sacred tradition was passed on through um, through the apostles. This is why we've got to understand that the authority structure that Christ set up before he left is so, so important. Um, and if we don't abide by that, that's why we have so much pain in our lives. People get upset when 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 people like me or other Catholics go, you know, um, that the Catholic Church is the one true church. We're not saying that because we're trying to be prideful. We're not. We're saying that because we know the truth. The truth is... Christ handed down the Christ handed down the authority of the church to the apostles. Peter is the one that was supposed to start start the church. He's with the head. He is the rock. Rock means foundation. So Christ handed it to him. The other apostles were also they made bishops. They were the church. They're called basically the magisterium of the church. 
So basically that that tradition is passed down all the way for 2000 years. The problem is when we get to the Reformation, they're actually celebrating the Reformation now. That is such a evil thing. And if you look at it from Christ's eyes, when he only wanted one church. Um, and the thing about it is the Reformation didn't just hurt Christ. It just didn't hurt the Catholic Church. It hurt the, the Protestant Church, too, because you have generations and generations and generations of people who do not really understand their faith, who are not taught their faith like me. Dude, I grew up in the 80s in the late seventies in the, in the late sixties in the early in all the seventies and early in all the eighties, you know, I didn't know nothing. You know why? Because nobody, the church I went to that my parents had me go to, it really, you know, he get up there and preach. He kind of come from the Bible, but there is no foundation. There is no like understanding why and why in the interpretation in the, the fullness of understanding the saints and understanding the beauty of the church, uh, understanding why we why Christ has us do this, why the church is like this. This is why I, this is why Protestants. It's so it's so it's so it is so um, sorrowful that we are split up because if we all would come together, Protestants have that like me. I was, I'm a convert. So I'm a convert. I wasn't really a product. I wasn't anything. I was just, I just came. My wife was Catholic. I'm, you know, me and her, we, we met at, um, we didn't met, we met when we were 12 years old. Um, we met at at a day camp. (laughs) I could tell y'all about that one day, but I could tell you about it now. Yeah. What are we doing? We ain't doing nothing. (laughs) So me and my wife, me and my wife, my, my wife I have now, we are, um, it was weird. This is how you know that the Holy Spirit is real. Because me and my wife, we met at, when we were 12 years old. We met. I met her brothers and her sisters. They met, she met my sister. And here's how close that it came to me not meeting my wife. My mother and father, for like, it was great be summer, school was out. And my mother and father go, hey, y'all going to, uh, I want y'all to go to a day camp. And we're, we have never been on a day camp in our life. So this was weird. So right off the bat, me and my sister were like, well, we don't want to go no darn day camp. We don't want to go. We don't want to go. Because we're used to like just get on our bikes or in the summertime, we just do what we want to do. And day camp sounded like a lot, like day camp sounded like school. <laughs> so me and my sister didn't want to go. But my sister is the kind of person, she will not stop bitching and whining about something. Until you know, until she gets her way, kinda. Me, I'm the kind of person I'll bitch your wine for like five minutes, then I go, Well, mama dad said we gotta go, so we gotta go. You know, we tried not to go, but they but they made us go. So you might as well go here. You don't have this with your parents. Once they put their foot down, you might as well go ahead and agree and go ahead and go. Cause you're gonna unless you're gonna get a whooping and start getting too sassy. <laughs> you know, so we went. And we went and we, of course, we had the greatest time. We were camping and fishing and, you know, we met all these new kids. And we was, you know, it was a a lake there, a pond, not a lake, but a pond, a big, huge pond. And it was fun. I mean, and that's where I met my wife. Um, And me and her, we just kind of bonded. We we liked each other. We talked and stuff. And then after that, after the after the camp was over, me and her stayed in contact with each other. We started dating on and off through high school and grade school and stuff. Um, it was just weird. And then I got um and then of course as I, I went to the military and so me and her, you know, man and I met my first wife. Um and then that was that. And then my first wife died. And then I was walking through Lafayette Square trying to go to Radio Shack to get, I forgot what I was trying to get. <laughs> but I'm walking and here comes this lady running up to me. I'm like, who the heck is this? And 20 years later, basically about 16, 17 years later, it's, it's my wife who is now 30 something years old. She kisses me. I kiss her smack on her lips and I'm so happy to see her and we hug each other. And her and her daughter, this is weird too. It, it is such, this is how I'm telling you the Holy Spirit works in your life if you just listen. 
my daughter and my wife and my my daughter and my wife were not going to be at Lafayette Square that day. They were only at Lafayette Square that day. Matter of fact, they were sitting in the food court and she just happened to see me walk by. They were sitting at the food court, man. And they were only there because, you know, you got to know my wife. She she's very spontaneous and she'll go do all. They were there to cuz uh, they had this house first time home buyer seminar or something and my wife and my daughter were there. The great thing about my wife, she would take my daughter everywhere she goes, everywhere they would go. That's that's a Catholic. If you're a real Catholic, you ain't a real Catholic if you don't take your kids wherever you go. You know, wherever we go, our kids go. Why? Because how are they going to learn anything? How is your son going to know how to be like his daddy if he's if he ain't ever around his daddy? How's his daughter going to how to be like how your daughter going to how to be like her mother if she ain't never around her mother? But anyway, that's how Catholics are. Anyway, Lauren and uh and my wife were at the table and she came up and hugged me. And then from then on, man, we went on a date. Well, see, my wife says it wasn't a date. I mean, I say it wasn't a date, but my wife, my wife said it was a date. See, that's how I didn't know women at all. That's how stupid I was about women. <laughs> Cause what happened? We was like, well, you know, hey, my sister, I said, my sister, I'm going to my sister's house tonight. Um, and we're supposed to have dinner and 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 talk and stuff and have a, like a little dinner party and stuff. I said, "You want to go?" She's like, "Yeah," but I'm thinking me and her just friends. I have I was not thinking about us dating or nothing. See, that's how crazy I am. I was anyway. So I go and I pick her up, and then my daughter, my daughter tells my wife, and I didn't notice till later. My daughter tells my wife, "Mommy, he might be the one." <laughs> See, this is what y'all don't understand about women. No woman, no woman dates you, especially makes love with you, has sex with you, if they do not think there's a future that you're going to be married and, and, and together. This is proof right here. <laughs> this is proof. <laughs> My daughter says, Mommy, he might be the one. Now, we, me, and my, me and my wife hadn't seen each other in 20 years, man. <laughs> so we go to my sister's house, pick her up, we go to my sister's house. And my sister has a woman that could see what happened was me and my wife were having problems. And we were in divorce court and all of that. And my sister knew it. And, she, and everybody felt kind of sorry for me and stuff. And I, and um and it was bad anyway. So my sister had this this attractive young girl there, and she was gonna fix us up. And I thought the girl was cute. And then I was with my wife, was who was the town was just I, we I thought we were just friends. See how much I know, right? <laughs> so my sister gets irritated with me because I don't tell my sister I'm bringing I'm bringing my wife, and so. She kind of goes, she I'm well, at the time is Mary, bringing Mary. And so my sister, she didn't say anything, but I could tell something was wrong. And so she says, Man, because that's my nickname, my family, man, M-A-N-N. She goes, Man. Now, why, you know, I you know, because she loves Mary, don't get me wrong, but you know, you were supposed to, I was setting you up with with this girl. I was like, oh, you was? I said, I'm so sorry. I said, Well, Mary, we're just here for friends. We ain't, you know. <laughs> So everybody gets all uncomfortable. So basically the way it ends is, you know, my wife and I actually, she'll tell you to this day, she will argue to the end of time that that was our first date. And I will always say it wasn't, but I guess if you look at it, I guess technically it was a date. I guess I did pick her up. I guess we did go to my sister's house together. So, okay. But I still don't look at it as a date. Anyway, me and her started dating and everything, and, you know, that's kind of how it went. And then my wife, we were, you know, she was Catholic, and so that's how I started going to the Catholic church. I went to the church. I was nothing. I was not in church and anything, nothing like that, man. So I went to the Catholic church one time, and the service was only an hour. I was like, oh, my God, that's for me. If I'm got if i be with this woman and she wants to go to church, hey, that means I go to church and be back home in an hour. I mean, you cannot beat that on Sunday. You can't beat that, man. So that's what drew me to the church. I'm serious. I'm not lying, y'all. See how stupid I was? <laughs>
So, and my wife gets mad when I say that, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Well, she gets mad at me when I say I became Catholic because of her. And I did become Catholic because of my wife. Why? Because I didn't know nothing. I was just following her. But, yeah, uh, a priest got up there. He talked for, dude, the priest talked for 10 minutes. He didn't talk 15. It was like 15 minutes at the most. He got done. We did some kneeling and standing up and kneeling and standing up. Did, did some songs and stuff. It was over, dude. Can you believe it? See, you got to look. See, you cannot appreciate that <laughs> unless you've been to a Protestant church. When I say Protestant, I mean Baptist, Methodist, Southern Baptist, Jehovah's Witness, blah, 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 all of that. Man, I've been to a uh, Protestant church, man. You be in that service for two hours, dude. I went to my mama's church, man, uh, when I was growing. Me and my wife did. Man, we went to my mama's church, man. We stood up for an hour praising and worship. Everybody's throwing their hands up and, and looking all and, and yelling and screaming in the church and stuff. And I, I had been going to the Catholic church for a while. And I was looking around like, what the heck wrong with these people? <laughs> dude. So finally, after about 45 minutes, I said, mama, I love you, but I got to sit down. She said, oh, baby, that's okay. You go ahead. You sit down. <laughs> Dude, and then when we got done, that was just the first hour. Then it was like two more hours of reading the Bible and him preaching. Of course, you know a Protestant preacher. You know he got to preach for at least an hour. He ain't even warmed up yet. <laughs> so then all the other parts of the service, so you look up, dude. You look up, dude, and you in church three hours, man. And my sons, they were so funny, like, Daddy, what are we doing? <laughs> so that's why when I you you cannot appreciate the Catholic, even the Latin Mass in the Catholic Church is only an hour and 15 minutes or max an hour and a half, the uh, extraordinary form. So even that, to me, that's long. But you cannot, if you're a Protestant and you go to a Catholic church, you can you can appreciate what I just said. You really can't. Like my wife, before my daughter, because um, my daughter goes to a Protestant church, my wife, my wife had not been ever been to a Protestant church. So she never understood what I would be talking about. You know, she's always she's been Catholic her whole life, and her, of course, her she's like five generations Catholic and all that kind of stuff. But that's it, man. Um that's it. And and so to get peace in your home, you, you know, that's strong. I know that was a story I told, but I told that because to get peace in your home, man, it's a journey. The Holy Spirit, you got to listen. You got to take care of business. You got to make sure you're on top of things. And if you are, man, your life, you're going to have problems still, but you're going to have fun. It's, you know, you're going to women. I was thinking about this this morning. One thing that I, I realized that women hate is when men don't communicate with them and let them know what's on their minds, what they're doing and stuff like that. Some people call that needy. I really don't. I mean, sure, it can get to being needy, but women, she's your wife. She wants to be involved in your life. She wants to nurture you and she wants you two to go through these problems together. This is why women leave because she goes, okay, he, he don't spend time with me. He don't really talk to me. Um, you know, when we have sex, it's kind of like, okay, um, and when we, you know, he don't really spend time with the kids and he's just kind of distant all the time. Well, what am I here for? I mean, he doesn't really confide in me. He lies to me about the money. Our finance, I mean, he's got all these secrets and stuff and men don't mean to be like this, but that's just how we're wired. And so women, they start to go, well, if we, cause women, they don't, they'll most, when a woman loves you, she will stick with you through thick and thin. She will go through the fire, dude. She will go through the fire for you. But men don't really realize that. They don't really realize that because we're too selfish. We only think about ourselves, you know. Um, and so women, what happens is if they can't, they women just want to go through this together. They that's that's their thing. Listen, we can make it through any problem if we could just go through it together. If I know what's going on, you tell me, I tell you, and we work this out together. When people start trying to solve their problems on their own and don't involve the other spouse in what's happening, then the other spouse gets resentful um, and they get upset and stuff like that. You cannot have peace in your home like that. And I think if you guys really understand that 
I know that you're not doing what you do on purpose, but your wife is same thing. She's not doing what she's not doing what she's doing on purpose. This is why it's called concupiscence. It's called brokenness. It's called the effects of the fall after Adam and Eve. And once you understand this stuff and how it works, man, you and your wife will start to get together better. Will come together better. That's why if you're not in marriage crisis right now, um, if you're not in marriage crisis right now, it's very important that you um that you understand that I don't want my marriage to go to marriage crisis and so I I need to understand these clues so that I don't my marriage starts to become passionate we start to be fulfilled in each other our spouses we start to make love at least at the minimum once a week preferably two or three or four or five or six um we you know we're we're going on walks we're having great conversations we're going on date night and I tell my wife what's on my mind and how I feel about her and that I love her and I show her I love her and I hold her hand and I kiss her in her mouth deeply. I hug her for 20 seconds. I mean, dude, all these things will get your wife to go. We are going through this together. See, that's what happened to me with my first wife, right? When we were in the military, in the Air Force, man, we were in Guam. We were in um, Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth. We were in Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. And, dude, it was just us against the world. And my wife, that's the way we were. Now, our marriage wasn't nearly as perfect. It was kind of a not a good marriage at all. It was like a, just a mediocre marriage. But I will tell you, we still felt like we was together. My wife felt like, hey, we are, we are, we are going through this together. We are conquering the world together. Then I was stupid, and we got out of the Air Force. I moved my wife to uh, Indianapolis, and it was after that. It was only a matter of time. You know, she was away from her family, her sisters, her mother, her aunts. Y'all know the story. You know how it goes. Not just my story, it's your story too. If you ever moved your wife away from your her family, you know how it works. It it, it just don't work. <laughs> so with that being said, that's get peace in your home, man. Just try to break your to try to fight your brokenness, and then you and your wife will start to bond again. Okay? Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all you young bucks, we are back, and we have a caller here, too, which is going to be the bomb. I am sure that is going to be the bomb. Um, but, you know, this one caller, I'm willing to take more. So, you know, please, if, um, you know, you heard what I just said, you know, and, and you're having uh, problems in that area of you and your wife are not bonding uh, emotional closeness is there. Your marriage is kind of in mediocre. You're kind of like roommates and you don't know how to handle it, you know, and you want to know how to, man, look, man, I, I deal with this all the time, man. Let me, you know, get on here, take a call and, and let's, let's do this, man. If you're a woman, same thing, you know, your husband's not listening to you. You know, he's not, um, he doesn't, um, you can't get him to, to let you nurture your home and, and nurture him and the children. He's always, you know, he's not around. He's, He's not, he's distant. He's not involved in your marriage and stuff. And you're trying women. That's another thing about women, man. They going to try, but they get to the point. Like I'm not trying, I'm done. I'm not trying no more. And that's when you enter marriage crisis. Just like God, 
People think I can neglect God my whole life. Look, man, grace runs out. People think grace don't run out. Yes, grace runs out. God goes, look, man, I didn't try with you. So after a while, he just leaves you to yourself. This is when you. This is when the demonic enters your marriage, your home, your life, and everything. The only, if you're out of right now, if if if, if you're out of grace with God, which means you haven't been to confession for forty years or whatever, and God, your God will not answer your prayers. He won't, because he looks at it like this. Okay, you say you love me, but you're not obedient. So we're not together. I don't know you. So what God will do is. If God will only answer your prayers, if that prayer is good for your soul, so the soul moves towards him. But if you're praying for your wife, if you're praying for your children, if you're praying for, oh, I need this car or, you know, God, please let me get a job and all that kind of stuff. It's only if it's good for your soul where God answered that, that prayer. Okay. But as far as your prayers out here in the open, for praying for other people and all that kind of stuff, God don't hear that stuff from you. Your prayer is completely ineffective. Why? Because he don't know you. He don't know you. This is why prayer every day is so important, man. This is how meditation is how the rosary, litanies, you know, going to adoration, going to daily mass, going to confession, you know, taking the Eucharist, being at church every Sunday. This is this is how you get your prayers answered, you know. Um, so I'm not going to get into that because I could talk. I love that. And I can go on forever about that. So we're going to bring our caller on for the day, our first caller on for the day. Uh, and I hope y'all enjoy this. I hope this is uh, in, in, uh, what I call it in, uh, uh, entertaining <laughs> for you. So here we go. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Okay. So how are you doing today, young buck? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, I'm just getting my money. Whatever, man. Don't start that. <laughs> so, how can I help you today? Man. So, me and my wife, we've been married for about, i say, uh, six years. And recently, like, we don't, we don't have any kids. And I've been trying to. But I was just cheating, cheating. Anyway, that's not the point. But I've noticed recently, like, she's been getting kind of big. And, you know, I just don't know how to tell her. Like, you know. So why what? So why does her being big... So when you say big, you mean, like, she's like, getting obese like, or she's, like, 120 yeah. pounds and maybe she's 130 or 40 now? So when we started, when we got married, she was 140. Uh, but recently she, she looks like she's up to 250. What? Yeah. Oh man. That's a real, that's a big girl for real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, this is, this is, this is not going to be a long question, a long call. Cause uh-huh. this is real simple. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is man, women, they're like, they, they have memories like elephants. Mm-hmm. So if you come out and tell your wife that, baby, will you lose some weight because I think you're fat? Or, you know, you're even, even if you go, you know, sweetheart, can we sit down and have a talk? You know, you're getting a little big and, you know, I'm worried about your health. And I just I, I want I want you to be around for our children and blah, blah, blah. No matter how you say it, no matter how nice you put it, no matter how empathetic you put it. You will pay for the rest of your life. <laughs> if you tell her that she has to lose weight. So how do you do it? You be the example. Now, look. Okay. So how you do it is this. You know, you eat the way you want her to eat. Why? Because you're the leader. Usually when women get that big, see... Here's the way it is, man. People call me or, or come to me for like certain problems. Like right now, you're saying, you're saying, hey, man, my wife is, uh, you know, wife is overweight and blah, blah, blah. That is always another deeper problem. Like when a woman is that big, that means that she is she is using food to fill a void 
that she's not mm-hmm. getting from her husband. Or if you see single women out here, single mothers out here, and they're big and they don't they don't care how they look, they're using food to fulfill that they can't get a man, that their man doesn't love them, or that kind of thing. That's how women are. They're very, you know, they can they're emotional. So if a woman gets that big, that means that her husband is is now I'm not blaming you. What I'm saying is you gotta understand how women think. Their thing, if if a woman's not fulfilled or satisfied, what she will do is she will find that somewhere else, just like a man would. So your wife, her thing is food. So what she'll do is she'll eat more than she should. So, but in to keep it simple, the the thing I will have you do is you start eating like the carn, you know, being keto or carnivore diet, which is basically you just eat all you eat is meat, and you will lose weight. You will be really healthy, um, and you'll stop eating all the sugars. Because right now, the reason women, if they gain weight really quick, like 10 pounds for a woman and 10 pounds for a man is completely different. And so if your wife is, if you're, if she starts eating carnivore, she'll lose weight really quick, and she'll be a lot more healthy. And then you ask her, hey, baby, can we go out for a walk after dinner? Or can we go out, can we start exercising together? And you be the example. Why? Because you're the leader. Your wife and your kids are waiting around for you. And, and so when you take the lead, instead of criticizing her and blaming her, because that's a what? That's a marriage killer. If you criticize her and blame her, that's a marriage killer. You will lose her, right? If you love her, you want to keep your, you, you, you want to keep y'all together. So you encourage her. And she might say, no, nah, I don't want to go for no walk. But every day you go, you ask her, does she want to go? When you guys are eating um, and you, you know, instead of if you guys go to McDonald's, you say, look, I don't want to, I really don't want to go to McDonald's. Can we go to Red Lobster or something, eat some seafood or something like that? And she goes, no. Then you go, then what you do is you take the bread off the, you don't eat the fries and you take the bread off the bun and you put it in lettuce and you eat the lettuce and the bread. My point of what I'm saying is, man, the 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 rule in the relationship is you don't whine and bitch and complain about anything that you're not willing to do yourself. Why? Especially if you're the man, because your wife will look at you like you're crazy. Like you're not because she's gonna throw ammunition at you. Well, you're not doing your thing. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Okay. So that's that. Okay. That's the that's how to solve it. You know by being the example of a man, by being like Christ. And of course, praying for your wife, getting prayer for her and, and, and ask God to the Holy spirit to, to help her to, to understand what she's doing to, to be overweight. Cause it's not healthy. Okay. Now the deeper, deeper problem is this. That's the first problem. The, the, uh, the not praying. The second thing is y'all don't have no kids. Okay. Women are, women are born and put on this earth to have children. That's their number one mission in life. One, to grow through to, grow through to God. Second is to have children. Now, people ain't gonna like me saying that, but it's stupid not to really realize that and put it out there. So when a woman doesn't have a, ch- a child, what does that do? That means what? She's not fulfilled. That means she's not, she's not happy. That means that, that she has that gut in her, the hole in her gut that something's wrong. When we go against our nature, what happens is we become very unhappy. God is called the natural law. And so God instilled that natural law in her. And when women take birth control pills and contraception and men are wearing rubbers and all that kind of stuff, and they're not having children, guess what? When they get 40 and 50 and 60 and 70, they are miserable because they didn't have a child. Then, of course, they all try to rationalize it. Oh, yeah, I was in my career, and I was this and that, and I was trying to do this and that. Well, guess what? Now you have no husband. Now you have no kids. So, you're, And then when you get old and your husband dies, you're 90 years old or 80 years old or 70 years old, you're in a nursing home, and nobody comes to see you because you have no kids. Or you're in a nursing home because you have no kids, that will allow you to live with them so that your ha- your life could be fulfilling and that you can have, you know, all your grandchildren around you and stuff. Women have drunk the freaking Kool-Aid, dude. They have drunk the freaking Kool-Aid having one kid or two kids. That is, that is not what God is asking of us. 
God wants us to have as many children, us as many souls sent back to him to be in heaven with him. That is the number one mission of the earth, of, of, of the universe. And when we don't, when we have no kids or one kid or two kids or whatever, that is not being fruitful like God wants. But the problem is the devil has gotten to society and people don't really understand that. Now, if a person, I'm not talking about people that got all these excuses of why they can't like, you know, like they have, you know, they have, you know, the uterus has been, they can't have a baby. Now, some, something's wrong with their body and they can't have a baby. Or a man has low testosterone, you know, lone semen count or something like that. That's not, they're not talking about that. I'm talking about people who willfully take contraception because contraception is what? It's selfish. It's evil. And if your marriage, if you're, if, if you're, if a person is in a marriage taking contraception right now or any, any kind of birth control, the devil has entered your marriage, has entered your home, and you don't even know it. You have opened the doorway. You have opened the doorway to God, to, to, to the, to the evil, to the evil one. Okay. And so another thing too, kids are special kids, man, kids, listen, love is meant to be shared. These couples that don't have babies, man, believe, like Archbishop Foot and J. Sheen says in his book, Three to Get Married. There comes a time when the love is not a, the love between two people is not enough to sustain their marriage, to sustain their growth towards God. Children, it's called one flesh. God loved Jesus Christ so much, the Son so much, that they create that, that love created the Holy Spirit. This is how people must look at their 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 thing about when it comes to having children christ and god loved each other so much that their love created the holy spirit to create the trinity a man and a woman love each other so much that nine months later they have another soul which makes them one flesh do you see how it works you see what i'm saying Hello? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, you, yeah. I mean, I know I, I gave you a lot, man, but that's how I am. You know, I just don't tell you how to fix the problem. I tell you why that there is a problem. Um, mm -hmm. And if you got, any, you, got, you got anything else, or what do you think about what I said? Uh, well, I think it was very uh, very informative, and, you know, that, I think that's going to that's gonna help. And that answers my question. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. We'll call back next week or call back tomorrow whenever you, you know, you got another one because I'm here to help you young bucks. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You. Thank you. All right. All right. Okay. That was our call for today. So um, please, if you got any anybody else would like, I know, listen, that's how I help, you know, um, People don't really understand that there's always an underlying problem to the surface problem. Um, yeah, don't criticize your wife and tell her that she's fat. You know, you know, this is you be the leader in your home and be like Christ. If you want something done, you got to do it first. Because look, no one's your wife and your children are waiting on you to fix you. Because if you don't fix you, guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna say, "Well, you ain't doing it. How you gonna won't tell me to do something you ain't doing it?" You know. Um, and especially with young, young marriages and stuff, man, they really don't understand people that have been together for a while. They, a man knows never tell your wife she's fat. Never, ever. If your wife stands in front of you and goes, baby, how does this dress look? Baby, you look good. <laughs> baby, you look real good. <laughs> if you want to make love that night, baby, you look real, real good. If you want to make love within the next century, you say, baby, you look real good. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm going to tell you a true story real quick. We're going to go to break. A couple weeks ago, matter of fact, yes, a couple weeks ago, my wife got a new hairstyle. Dude, and I had been, I was sick that day. I wasn't feeling good. She walks in and she's on the phone with my mother and they're talking. And I'm in the kitchen and she comes, you know, she gets off the phone and looks at me and says, how do you like my hair? And I go, oh, it's nice. Now, I know that that was, look, I know y'all, I, I said it was nice, but my body language was like, you know, 
because I wasn't feeling good and she didn't know that. And so, believe it or not, I, this is why I tell you, I do the same stuff that I tell you to do. I encourage you guys to do. So, two or three days later, see, that's how men are. Two or three days later, when I was feeling better, I went, I was like, wait a minute. That some, that came into my mind. That's probably God talking to me, right? The Holy Spirit talking to me. He said, man, you better, uh, you better tell your wife that you're sorry that you weren't excited about her hairstyle. So you know what I did? You know what I did, y'all? You know what I did? I was in the middle of work. I was in the middle of work. As a matter of fact, I was ready to have a call. I was ready to have a call. And the, what I do is when I make when I make a problem and I realize there is a problem, I solve it right now. I don't wait. You know. So you know what I did? I picked up my cell phone and I opened up her text message and I sent her a text and said, sweetheart, I am so sorry that I was not excited about your hairstyle last week. I think it looks really pretty, and I'm sorry. I, just, this, I said, this is no excuse, but I wasn't feeling good, and um, and I'm, I think it looks really good. And I put a little emoji on it of somebody hopping around and all excited about it. And then you know what? Five seconds later, she goes, oh, baby, it's okay. I, I know you weren't feeling good and stuff, and I, I, I understand. And I, but she said, but you know what? I'm really happy that you said that it really means a lot. See? See? I don't do nothing that I don't teach you guys. You know why? Because, man, I ain't stupid. I'm not trying to go back to marriage crisis. <laughs> I am on alert. Now, look, you guys say, Jerry, but it took you two or three days. You're right. I'm a man. <laughs> okay? I'm, I'm a man, too, just like you. I, I Even though I'm on alert for my wife and I, I pay attention, dude, I, I, you know, I am not perfect. I make mistakes. But the difference between me and a dude in a marriage crisis or a dude that's not on alert is I might slip, but I don't slip long. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, I'm back. So, the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute, what is the 24th clue that your wife may want a divorce? Again, I want you guys to listen to this. Embrace what I'm saying. Evaluate yourself. Don't punk out. Look in the mirror. Make sure this stuff ain't going on. If it is going on, figure out a way to get out of it. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's go over the first, the first 23 first, okay, before we do 24. So, number one, does she seem distant? Number two, is she spending more time with single friends? Number three, does she seem uninterested in the mental embrace? Number four of the reasons that your wife may want a divorce, is she still as supportive as she used to be? Is she still as loving as she used to be? Number six, does she go out to clubs and events without you? Does she take longer to answer your texts or phone messages? Has her conversation with you become very short and to the point? Has the bickering increased? Has the arguing increased? Number 11, has she started putting her kid, putting the kids above you? Number 12, has she started putting her friends or siblings above you? Have you stopped going to mass and entering the spiritual battle daily? Does she seem unusually depressed or unhappy? 
You do you make love less than once per week? Number 16, do you make love less than once per month, which means you are in a sexist marriage? Number 17, has she lost weight for no apparent reason? Has she started getting her hair done more often for no apparent reason? Lately, does she dress nicer or more provocative? Are you beating her home when before she was already home? Number 21, she blames you for everything wrong in the marriage. Number 22, you just can't seem to make her laugh anymore. Number 23, her phone is now hidden and locked. So what is the number 24 reason that your wife may want a divorce? Drum roll, please. She no longer keeps tabs on you or asks where you've been. You know why? Because she doesn't care where you've been anymore. <laughs> she don't care. She's starting to check out. She's moving on, brother. She's moving on. But can't quite move on yet because she is emotionally confused. And that's what I tell all the brothers. Do not listen to your wife when she says, I hate you. I don't love you anymore. I'm not in love with you anymore. I need space and all that crap. That don't mean nothing. She don't know what she wants when she's in marriage crisis because she's lost her husband, and that's the most important thing in her life, and she thinks her hus the husband doesn't love her anymore, so she's emotionally confused, and then you come along realizing, yeah, I probably did mess up, and you start listening to this confused person, and you don't know what to do. <laughs> so... So, and if your wife is going to move on, she has to make plans first. That's another thing you guys don't realize, which means a lot of avoiding you and secrecy and Academy Award winning acting. Remember how we talked about before? Your wife, women are very good actors, okay? When they want to avoid you, when they want to get all secret and stuff, you won't know your wife's messing around for a long time. By the, fact, by the time you figured out your wife has messed around, it probably been a month, two or three months or some six months. You know, this is why I teach you, you have to learn how to be on alert for your woman. You have to open your eyes and start to learn how she moves, how she walks, the tone of her voice, all of this stuff. If you get on alert, then you'll be, you'll know something's wrong before she does, before she goes out and gets another man. You will know, dude. You will. But if you don't put in the work and learn, then you won't know, okay? And I'm begging you, as a man, you cannot allow this. See, as men, we think, hey, great. This is great. You know, she doesn't care where I am. I can go out with my buddies all the time. They're going to be gone. I ain't got to deal with the kids. She's not going to nag me no more. <laughs> that is a rookie freaking mistake. That is a rookie mistake. Please hear me. I now get to spend all the time I want, wherever I want. No nagging, no kids crawling all over me. This is so spectacular, right? Woo! Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. With this clue, she is very close to avoidance. You do not want your wife to go into avoidance, gentlemen. That means that she will not talk about problems, no more discussing on any problems, no more good conversation, no intimate walks, no kissing, no touching, and of course, no sex. If all that doesn't mean anything to you, you see, my brother, we refuse to see that either we pay now or we pay later. So what do I mean by that? You either put in the work to keep your marriage out of marriage crisis now, which means by starting learning how to do all the stuff that I'm asking you to do, or you're going to play a lot more later. And once you get in marriage crisis, man, you need a professional coach to get you out of it. Don't sit there and think that your wife is going to automatically come back and everything's going to be good about what you do. Another thing, too, and if she does come back, how are you going to keep her from wanting to leave again in five years? Because you ain't really changed. You changed some, but it's not a foundation of you. So what will happen is it'll be she'll want to leave again in five, 10, or 20 years again. The thing that you must realize as a man, I've got to fix myself in order and not just fix myself, 
but learn how to keep my wife happy forever and fulfilled and 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 and, and satisfied forever. Most people don't know how to do that. And this is why marriage counseling is a problem because marriage counseling, they don't know how to do that. Even if a marriage counselor gets you guys to come back together and come and, and fix, the, fix the stuff, okay, so one of you is going to want to leave again in five years or two years or a year. I talk to people all the time. Oh, yeah, the marriage counselor, that was all right, you know, but 99% of the time, marriage counselor ain't working. Marriage counselor is only successful 10% of the time, less than 10%. Okay. The reason why is because people are already just they they don't know how to make it work and they're confused. Okay. So, like I said, you're gonna either pay now or you're gonna pay later. But if you pay now, man, the benefits and the rewards are so great. That is what men don't understand. I sacrifice now like Christ did, and then what happens is things come out like they're supposed to. Things are great. Okay. Next, once avoidance sets in, the relationship is all but over. It's very important to realize if our beloved no longer cares where we are, this means that she no longer desires to serve or nurture us as her beloved husband. If she is not calling you to see if you are okay, if she is not texting you to get an idea of when you are coming home so she can have dinner ready, if she's in her bedroom when you do come home and doesn't come out to say, hello, how was your day? You are in serious trouble. I must beg you to see this for what it is. The problem is couples, married couples, wives and husbands get too comfortable with each other. You get too comfortable. This is why people who shack up, they don't last even when they get married. Because why? First of all, they ain't got no commitment. See, the man using your butt up if you're a woman, dude, there's no benefits to a shack up for the woman. There's none. Zero zilch. The man gets all the benefits. First of all, the man is using up your beauty. He's using up your vitality, your vitality as a woman, and he's wasting your time. If a man's not asking you to marry him, he don't really love you. He really don't. He really don't. He's just trying to have a good time. As long as you give it to me, we can have a, we can be good. We can be cool. Women have no time. Why? Because women, their beauty and vitality and their, 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 their uh, being able to have a, conceive a baby, all that stuff comes, comes and goes quick. Look at your wife. Five years ago, she was beautiful. Now she still is beautiful, but she got some wrinkles, right? A little wrinkle here. She gained a few pounds. That's that's how it works. It's not bad against the woman. It's just that women and then men. What is, men? What do we do? As we get older, we get more distinguished. We look. We get more handsome. Look at look at uh, John Elway, Peyton Manning. Man, when them dudes was when they, you see John Elway, when he, <laughs> John Elway, if you don't know, guys, he's a he's a uh, he was the NFL quarterback for the Broncos. That boy was ugly when he was. When he was when he was in college, wasn't he? And, and we say, but man, look at that dude now. Paid many too. They have become distinguished and handsome men. You know why? Because time is better on men than is women. Women, they, that's why if a woman allows a dude to live with her and use her body up for a year, two years, five years, ten years. I know a woman one time. She was living with a guy for 12 years, and he still ain't asked her to marry him. Still ain't. You know why? Because men get comfortable. We get comfortable. This is why you can't have women in the church. In the Catholic church, there's no such thing as women being a priest. Why? You know why? Because then the men really wouldn't do nothing. You have to trust God. Think about it. I'll go to all the Protestant churches, especially the churches that have women as pastors. The women are doing everything, and the men ain't doing nothing. You know why? Because men go, well, if she go ahead, girl, go ahead and do it. You don't need me. Men only stand up and do something if they feel they're needed. This is why God said, man, no girls on the altar, no women on the altar. There's got to be men and boys up there. You know why? Because if you don't, men ain't going to do a damn thing. <laughs> We're going to sit back and just let the girls do everything. 
That is not what Christ wants. That's why Christ came here as a man to show us what we're supposed to be doing. And what do we do if we don't? That's why you're not being a man. If you come home, you go to work every day, you come home, eat, kick the dog, kiss your wife, maybe have a little sex, watch TV, eat and go to bed. You are not contributing to society. You're not. But that's what men do if we don't make them do nothing. That's why you can't have women priests because men will crap, will not do nothing, and the church will really go down. If you have all women priests, let's say we, we do what these crazy modernists want us to do, and we have all women priests, guess what? Wouldn't be no men in there. You think the Catholic church is bad now or your Protestant church is bad now? Let the women, the women will do everything and all the men will leave. This country is not going to, the church is nothing without men, just like the church is nothing without women. Just like a home is nothing without the father and the home is nothing without the wife. It's the truth, man. If you, God knows what he's doing, y'all. God knows what he's doing. If we just stop trying to be selfish and think about what's the best for everybody, not just our own selfish self. Okay. So. I beg you to see this for what it is. It is not your time to screw off when your wife, uh, you know, uh, when your wife is doing this stuff. Uh, um, if, if she doesn't care where you are, if she stopped caring about what you're doing, this is not your time to screw off and have so-called fun, but to get your head in the game. And what is the game? The game is the battle between you and Satan. Meaning, are you going to battle for him, for your relationship with God, for your marriage, for your wife, for your children. And if you have anything left, the battle for your very soul. Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, all right. We are done for the day. We are done for the day. I get a little passionate right there because I'm passionate about what I'm doing, and I hope you guys understand and like what I what we had this discussion today. Um, and I and liked our caller. Um, it's, it's 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 very important that you try your best to to hear and see what's going on and to analyze yourself so that you can fix your marriage and your relationship with God and relationship with your children. Believe it or not, that all rolls together. So. As we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI. Quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.